Press means to apply force. When God said press, prayer reaches every single situation. He gave us permission to apply force to every situation that we will go through. And in this podcast, we are going to learn to apply force to what's applying pressure to us. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Press Podcast. As we are diving in today, I want to start this one with a little bit of a story. I remember being in Cincinnati, Ohio for an event, and I had traveled with my children, who were pretty young at the time. We bought a ton of snacks to take with us on the trip, and most of them they did not touch at all. So I had a box full of snacks that were brand new in the package, and kids who were not going to eat them. They were all good, nothing expired or anything like that. And so when we arrived at our hotel that night, there was a homeless man outside of the hotel. I saw he was homeless and he asked me for money. And I said, well, I can give you all of this food. And it was, it was a box, y'all. It was a box. When I went to give him the box of snacks, he said, I don't want those snacks. I want $20. Needless to say, I took my snacks and my money and walked away. Why? Because I was giving you something good, good for you, healthy, new, something I would definitely eat myself, something that had value, and you just wanted something else. You were ungrateful. That's where we find ourselves today in Numbers 11 as we're setting up our next prayer. The Bible opens up this chapter by saying, And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it. And his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them. Oh, goodness. So we're in Numbers 11. If you've been following this podcast previously, we're walking through the prayers of the Bible so you know how much the Lord has done for the children of Israel to get them to this point where they're no longer slaves, they're no longer in Egypt, and yet they're out here now at the word of the Lord headed towards their own land, their place of promise, and they are complaining and angry because they want something else to eat. And God is upset too. The Bible says in Psalms 106, 21, they forgot God, their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt. God brought them this far and they got out on his word and they forgot about him. They're focusing on what they didn't have. The Bible says in Numbers eleven four that it was a mixed multitude, meaning it was a disorganized or disorderly crowd. They were getting hype. There's a crowd. They're disruptive. There's no kind of order. They're upset. And the Bible says they were lusting. They were craving flesh to eat in verse 4. They said, we remember the fish of Egypt in verse 5. We did eat in Egypt freely. And they talked about the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. And you know when you start describing food like that, you get hungrier. So they're in great detail right now. They're like, we remember this, we remember that. But they're talking about Egypt. They're talking about a place of captivity. And they're talking about it as if that was better than what God has done for them. They said, but now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. And the manna was a coriander seed and the color thereof as the color of the bedillium. And the people went about and gathered it and ground it in mills or beat it in mortar 
and baked it in pans and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil. And the manna fell upon the camp at night. And the manna was from God. He was providing for them every day food in the wilderness from heaven. This was before DoorDash, y'all. They are getting food delivered to them from heaven daily. And now they're like, but we don't have meat. Well, at least we had meat in Egypt. Moses begins weeping in verse 10. And God is angry and Moses is displeased. And Moses says to the Lord in verse 11, and this is his prayer. Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all these people upon me? Have I conceived all this people? Have I begotten them, that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom, as a nursing father beareth the sucking child unto the land which thou swearest unto their fathers? When should I have flesh to give unto all this people? For they weep unto me, saying, Give us flesh, and we may eat. I am not able to bear all this people alone, because it is too heavy for me. And if thou deal thus with me, kill me, I pray thee, out of hand, if I have found favor in thy sight, and let me not see my wretchedness. So Moses' prayer is actually out of his heaviness. He's so disappointed in the children of Israel. He's feeling the heaviness of the moment. He's looking at their sin. He knows God is angry. He's in the middle. He's standing between them and God. And they're accusing him. This crowd, this rioting group, they're looking at him saying, Moses, you brought us here. You did this. It is a heavy thing when you're trying to carry somebody else and the plans don't go well. Whether you're a parent, whether you are working on your job and somebody's relying on you and you're trying your hardest, but things aren't working out. Or if you're just serving in your church, you're trying as hard as you can, but things aren't working out. People have a way of turning on you. Even when you've got them this far, it seems like they don't remember what you've done for them. They don't remember how you've led them. They don't remember how God made a way before this. These people are looking and saying, no, what matters is we are hungry today. We're not talking about the Red Sea. We're not talking about the manna. We're not talking about the ways he made. What matters is we're hungry today. How short can our memories be that we can forget so quickly the ways that God has made? The children of Israel are really set up as a warning to us. It can be so easy to get discontented in the moment when we forget what God has been for so long. So even as we're going into prayer today or studying prayer, one thing I want to emphasize, even though this is not part of the prayer, it's the setup for the prayer, is make sure you're praising God past your moments. Don't let the moments dictate what you're going to give God because he's done some great things. And no matter how hard this moment is, no matter how unsatisfying this moment is, he's still done some great things. But Moses is feeling the weight of their discontentment, of their accusations and God's anger. And he said, this is too heavy for me. Even if you don't understand Moses' situation, maybe you're not a leader, maybe you're not in charge of another group or a parent who's had a child look at you disappointed for what you couldn't give them. Maybe that's never been to you, but you have heaviness. We all understand what it's like to be heavy, 
even if we don't understand the rationale behind what got you there. Moses is saying, this is too much. It's too much. I don't know if you've ever had to go to God and pray and say, it's too much. But I love that we can be honest with God and telling him it's too much. But Moses is pitching a tantrum as well. He says to God, are you telling me to carry them in my bosom as a nursing father? I mean, the irony of that is the father does not nurse the child. So basically he's asking God, are you asking me for impossible things? Are you trying to get me to do something you know I'll fail at? They're passing out on one end and Moses is passing out on another. But Moses in his moments, in his distresses, in his questions, he brings those to God. It is important that we don't shut God out in our moment. And God hears Moses. I see in this conversation the mercy of God. Because as I said, Moses is in a tantrum of sorts. But God says, you know what? Find me 70 elders and I'll put of the spirit that is upon thee on them. And he begins to lighten Moses' load. But he does not let the children of Israel off the hook this time. He says in verse 18, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow and ye shall eat flesh. For ye have wept in the ears of the Lord. He says, okay, I'm going to send you meat. But verse 19 lets them know, but it's not just going to be for one day or two days or even five days or 10 days or 20 days, but a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and is so loathsome to you. He says, because ye have despised the Lord, which is among you and have wept before him saying, why came we forth out, out of Egypt? You all made it bigger than just meat. You began to look back. You looked back at the thing I delivered you from and said that was better. So, okay. He said, I got you. You want meat? You're going to have so much meat. You're going to feel it just filling you up and you're going to despise it. I thought about the song, Bread of Heaven, Feed Me Till I Want No More. I know we use that in a positive light, but I'm looking at it through this Numbers 11 lens where they really didn't want any more. They didn't want any more manna from heaven. And now you're not going to want the meat either. Psalms 106.15 lets us know he gave them what they wanted, but he didn't give them satisfaction in getting what they wanted. Moses is still in a place because after the Lord says that, he says to God, I've got 600,000 footmen here. And thou hast said, I will give them flesh that they may eat a whole month. Shall the flocks and the herds be slain for them to suffice them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to suffice them? He's like, okay, God, this plan, I don't get it. How is this going to make any sense? You're saying you're going to provide the meat, but there's so many people. And the Lord said unto Moses, is the Lord's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see now whether my words shall come to pass unto thee or not. That was the last of the prayer here. But the Lord is really letting Moses know, Moses, wait a minute. Did your problem make my hand shorter? Have I grown incapable? Has my ability lessened? We cannot let our burden make us think God isn't strong. We can't let our troubles make us think that somehow he's panicked. In this prayer today, I believe it's important that we remember who we're talking to. That no matter how heavy the burden no matter how impossible it looks to even the solution he says he's going to do. We trust God and not just trust him, but remember him. Israel forgot him and Moses felt the pressure of their forgetting. And in that, he also thought somehow the answer God gave, he'd have to help it along. 
He thought he'd have to play a role in God's answer, but he didn't. And so in prayer today, no matter the heaviness, no matter the burden, remember the solutions are his. The answers are his. And in spite of your burden, his hand is not waxed short, but you will see whether he shall keep his word or not. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, but definitely wait. Don't lose position, don't panic, and don't think that your limits are his limits. God bless you, and I pray your challenge to pray today. Join the movement, join the community, like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Visit us at PressToPray.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Did you know that when you are quiet, your voice is missing to God's ears? I know some of us have prayed and we're wondering, how long should I pray about this? Why should I pray if God already knows? How will I know God is answering? And what do I do when I feel like God's not listening? But God is listening for your voice. It's too quiet in this world for the troubles we have. You have to raise your voice and God wants to hear from you. It's Too Quiet, a book about prayer, is designed to answer your prayer questions and build your faith. Visit PressToPray.com.